Hello everyone, welcome back to the Property Pod. This is episode 7. My name is David Sweeney of PropertySolicitors.ie. And I'm Meg Barrett of Mortgage Navigators. And I'm Anya McLaughlin of AML Property Services in Cork. And I think today we're focusing on property. And if you are a first-time buyer going viewing a property, yeah. what are things you might want to look out for? and What are things to be concerned about? And what you should be uh, prepared for. Yeah, I think today that we might have a little chat about uh, what to ask when you are viewing a property. Um, I suppose uh, my the, most of the properties I'm selling now at the moment are smaller units. So on the ground, I'm meeting first time buyers mm. or I'm meeting investors who are cash buyers. They're totally different types of buyers, uh, but predominantly uh, it's first time buyers. And this is the first time they are, are looking at properties. And like everything, I think sometimes it's easier to strip everything back and simplify things. Um, so I thought we might have a quick, like a little bit of a chat about what what to, what to ask really. So I see I'm online, say home.e or daft, and I see a property I'm interested in. And then I uh, contact the auctioneer or the real estate agent, and then I go arrange an appointment for a viewing. So, and I just drive up at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, what, what happens then? Yeah, so I suppose before you go and do your viewing, you want to make sure you have your mortgage approval and you want to just make sure that the budget suits, you know, your budget um, because that's really important to go from the start. If something is well, way you, over... Yeah, do you, but yeah. do you know the way sometimes an asking price and then where it ends up? Where where are you with your... So say I have, just use round figures, so say I'm... Um, uh, I can borrow two hundred thousand, and I've savings, and just say, just for can, just for figure, figure sake, two hundred fifty thousand is my house, and then there's a house. Uh, that's advertised for 240 or 245. Mm. Is that something I should be looking at? Or is or should I be looking at something that's 220, 230? There is a huge variation. Okay. So there's a huge variation on valuations. It depends on a multitude of things. It's always good to get a, a, a feel of the property. Sometimes things are slightly valued on the higher end. And yeah. you won't know that until you go in there and you, you do know, the viewing. You know, yeah. some, some, price, some houses are priced just to get engagement. Of that course. May, and it might end up a long way off from where it started. Yeah. And I suppose if you're looking at a second-hand property that needs a bit of work, oh, yeah. you should be factoring in how sure. much works that are yeah, going yeah. to be. So if it's an older style property that you in, you anticipate there's going to be 40, 50, 60,000 euros worth of, of work, which seems like a huge figure. But when you think about doors, windows, insulation, if you're going to in, improve Kitchen, the renewables, tiles, yeah. things like that, yeah, yeah. they're not they're not quick. Like, uh, you know, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll add up really, really quick. Yeah. So I suppose it depends on the type of property. Um, of course, if it's a new property you're buying then that's the price that's different yeah and exactly that's, that's different um one of the first questions that most buyers ask then are why is the person selling we're all nosy well yeah, most people yeah, are nosy valid. Yeah. it's valid but yeah. the actual the agent is not obliged to tell you because oh. like every other business we are um, G- we have to follow gdpr okay. rules yeah. so the vendor has to be insured you, you need to i suppose the agent needs to make sure the vendor is aware that they're happy to to, okay. to give that information mostly they are but just in case Trading you're hiring. Yeah. 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 And Anya, we'll say, going back to, pairing it back just to the very first step, I'm on my home or deft, as you said, David, I see a house, I see it's listed with AML Properties. What do I do? Do I ring you? E- email. email you? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay, so email, email first. Yeah, email first and put in when you want when you want to view it or generally, I'm by appointment only. Some other yeah. agencies are open viewings. Oh, yeah. um, so it just depends on, on the agency. Okay. Um, if you are going to an open viewing and you really like the property definitely book a second viewing <laughs> yeah. because it's it, they're there i i actually 
in recent months was going through the buying process and I went to a few open viewings and they are really, really aggressive actually really yeah because you have about 20 30 people yeah, all shuffling yeah so you can't get a proper feel of the place so it's always i that's one thing that we, i was going to discuss anyway have a second viewing just to make sure that it, it works for you because it's very hard again you might be thinking oh everybody wants it probably they don't you have some nosy neighbors yes. and you have people who want oh, to yeah. who yeah. are thinking down the road if it's an open one it's basically half those people mightn't even have mortgage approval sure. so okay. don't don't put that like if you're a buyer just make sure that it doesn't put you off yeah and book in a second time because yeah, yeah and yet we'll say okay so we've we've made our booking with you we've we've booked our appointment we're at the front door yeah. you're about to open it what should we be looking for so i suppose evident like if you go through each room it's really important to look for uh the layout of a property i think layout and flow is really important sometimes people uh look at square footage and they think oh this looks this looks small this isn't ticking the mm. boxes but often if the layout is really good the storage is really good sometimes those things can actually um you know when you're going through through a place if the storage is great and the light is good don't put something don't don't make the, mm. the 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 square footage put you off um because it depends on the layout yeah, yep. um so when you're going through the house obviously look for any big cracks that yeah. are there uh big cracks you will see them like literally yeah. you'll see them along the wall um one thing in cork especially like subsidence is a massive issue across a lot of the city yeah um even if the property doesn't have that you have to bear in that in mind that you yeah. know there will be an exclusion for most areas anyway if you do follow down the road and your your, your offer is accepted cracks mold as well mm. um often if it's a rental property and you see some condensation around the window that's not always dampness that's because of lack of ventilation so don't put that you know again yeah, these sure. are things yeah. like that yeah. you yeah. might yeah. see yeah. the windows and you'll know if the windows haven't been opened because you'll see the dirt around the windows yeah, like yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. caked in dirt so obviously you know <laughs> i've been in loads of different properties and you can spot the difference um offers you can ask what offers are in place okay and you're obliged to tell oh yeah so every agent has to record their offers yeah. um in the in like we have a record of offers yeah in accordance with the property services regulatory authority so yeah ask what offers are there has the property been on the market a long time so this is something that can vary uh, hugely so um sometimes an offer can be accepted in a property really really quickly two weeks but at the moment, there is a huge delay between the offer accepted, the engineer, the engineer going there, the engineer getting the report done. And this period of time at the moment is going to two, yeah, two yeah. Yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we won't start playing solicitors now and the next part, which could be, <laughs> you know. Always a solicitor, Anya. Always a solicitor. <laughs> we, we won't be blamed. But um, often. That's sales, a disgraceful comment. I know, I know. We all <laughs> blame solicitors. So, um, so after the engineer, then the solicitors uh, work in their magic, as I'd like to say. That's what I'm going to say today, David. But sometimes it can take a long, a, a long, long period of time. And then for some reason, maybe the issue has been the mortgage and yeah. not the property. Sale has fallen through. Properties back in the market. Yeah. So in that situation, 
how long the property has been on the market is, you know, sure, you have to yeah. factor in. There's That's a reason. There could be a reason. There yeah. could be a valid It's reasons. not yeah. always a bad reason. Yeah. It's not the property's fault. Yeah. It could be yeah. someone else's, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's something to factor in. Another thing, extensions. You have to see if there has been, you can have been recent extensions on the property. Has there been planning uh, for the extension that has been carried out? Yeah. And talking about extensions. So we buy a house that's previously owned. It's not as big as we'd like to be. It has a massive long back garden in the back. How do I know if I can get planning permission on that before I actually go sale agreed? Or is there any way? Oh, you definitely need to co- uh, contact an architect. Okay. Um, anything that comes in relation or your engineer in relation to planning. But if um, if an extension on the kitchen has been, you can evidently see that it, it is there. Yeah. Um, planning is planning analog. 20, 20 square metres anyway. We can go 40. back. Oh, it's 40, 40 square okay. metres. Yeah. But, so, but, but the issue is even if it's under the 40, you'll still need an engineer to give you a cert to say it's exempt. It's oh, yes. Okay. It's a thing. Yes. You're, you need a letter to say that they need planning. But it's, it's usually just someone just calls out. And okay. Something, that, yeah. something at the moment that is stalling a lot of sales are properties that have extensions and whether or not they were completed prior to 1962, 1963. Oh, yeah. So the Planning Act, I think, is 1962. Am I right? 63? Yeah, 63. <laughs> I'm close so there's, enough. Two, there's two main acts, the Planning 63 and Building Control Act yeah. of 1990. But any older house so that was built pre-1963, the, the owner doesn't show have to show any documentation with it, only that they own it. Mm. So then the onus is on the purchaser, let the buyer beware, that they get a good engineer and carry out you know good surveys. To and make this sure is very easily resolved. The engineer can go and get this certificate of compliance and you can move sure, things yeah. swiftly yeah. along. Yeah. So again, this is something not to put off a buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, often people are thinking, God, what? Whoa, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and again, you just want to make things as easy as possible. Sure. Um, I suppose the next thing is buying an apartment. It's slightly different. Yeah. Um, it, the, it's a leasehold rather yeah. than a freehold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have to consider management fees and they yeah. vary hugely. Um, but you could, we could spend a whole day talking about management yeah, we, fees. We, and we might do a separate yeah. podcast on apartments and leasehold. And I think that yeah, was an episode very valid, just yeah. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah it's um, new legislation has also come in the last year the multi-unit development act and there's a whole we might even get a special guest in to yes, talk about absolutely. it because it's so technical yeah. but yeah it is it, if you're buying an apartment you're still going to get a uh, an intact and you know complete title there's it's just there's a different avenue for the solicitor to go down to make sure you get it and the last thing i am going to say is ask the agent how long or is the property vacant this is really important uh, because vacant possession yep. is you have to have vacant possession in the majority of time if you're a first time buyer it's definitely going to have to be uh, vacant possession um, if the property is probate sale again the yeah. length of time um, if someone is in a chain how long so the length of time is really really important that they anticipate that the sale Absolutely. is going to be yeah. so um, you ask the agent that and most agents are, will give you all of that information um, and if you are going to put in an offer, make sure the agent knows that you um, are really interested in the property and that you're motivated to to, to buy. Okay. So I think that's Can really important. Can you ask, uh, is there other bidders? How much interest is here? I, well, I, anyone who asks me, I, yeah. I, I, I say if there is offers that are there, I yeah. make them aware of what offers are there. Um, so I do. So, yeah. 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 Um, and often... You know, you'll you know, see. it might be good to know if I just saw a property now and I asked the auctioneer and they said, oh, look, there's actually two people at the moment bidding in here. It's going up in fives or yes. whatever. At least you know in your head that, OK, there's a little bit left in this. Yeah. 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 It can change so quickly. Yeah. It literally can change so quickly within a day or two. Um, so and when there are two people bidding, 
there is nothing stopping one of the the, the bidders putting out. So yeah. sure, and things change so quickly. And talking that's actually leading on to something I wanted to ask you, Anya, is. I'm bidding mad and it's going up started off in multiples and tens we're down to multiples of five at what point do, can I figure out if I'm overpaying for the property so what you can do um, actually it's a really good thing to do when you are looking to buy is go on to the property price register and that will give you comparables of properties okay. that have been sold within your area okay. and this is a vital piece of information if you are selling as well yes. so you'll get an idea yeah. what is the value. What, yeah, yeah. mark value and uh, that's all in the property price okay. register that's good uh, one last question is if I'm walking around and I see the nice couch there and they see the smeg fridge can I ask for the contents to be included or how does that work do you know this is something that causes so much mm. debate at the at, when sales are closing so it's important to note um, what are the contents included um, at the time when you're agreeing the sale so it's usually the white goods White goods are generally um, white goods, curtains, blinds and light fixtures. However, light fixtures aren't always guaranteed. Um, Flooring, things like that would generally be included. But it is important to get a list of contents that you know are included. Sometimes there might be extra extra pieces of furniture and the purchaser can decide whether they want to make an offer to purchase part of that. Um, But it's something that it's very black and white. It has to be agreed. This is what it is included and this is not this is what's not yeah. included. And can I just step in there from a mortgage perspective? I suppose it's very valid to to understand that if you're buying goods, they're not included in the purchase price. No, so that's coming out of your of yeah, your yeah. savings. The bank will not lend on yeah. your mortgage to buy the SMEG or to, oh, I'd to love buy a the smeg. couch. <laughs> I'd love one of those. <laughs> Okay, that's it. That's great. Thank you very much, Johnny. I've been David Sweeney of the Property And I'm Mags Barrett of Mortgage Navigators. And I'm Audie McLaughlin of Email Property <laughs> Services. <laughs>